0: I'm Craig, and this is Thicker Than Water. In our last episode, my Aunt Laura heard back from her doctor that her blood work confirmed that she had type 1 diabetes. Now, one week in her diagnosis, she talked about how she is coping with shots before every meal and adjusting to her new normal. You're at your, uh, your one week anniversary of having type 1, pretty much. Woo woo! <laughs> does, it, does it feel like it's only been a week?
1: Some days it feels like it's been longer than a week. But most days, I think because my first week was so active and I was able to get so much done, that I feel good that I was able to get so much done and that I'm at a point now where I'm feeling like I'm grasping it. The reality of everyday life, I don't think has still, um, you know, that's going to take a while for me to really get a hold of.
0: Like it's not routine yet? It's still just kind of...
1: Yeah, I still, yeah. I'm still, you know, I'm, I'm a more double check kind of person. You know, the kind of person who thinks, did I leave the iron on when I leave the house? You know, yeah. So, so... I do know that I'm a little more uh, really paying attention to what I do. I really look at the carbs I'm going to eat. I double think which insulin pen I have in my hand. I, you know, I monitor you know, my timing of my day so that I know I'm, I'm pretty consistent with meals. So I think for a while it's just going to be that until I, you know, it's only been a week. So I'm okay yeah, with that. Yeah, I mean,
0: it's it's a lot of things, but I think the longer you do it, you'll get more comfortable. You've been taking basal insulin for just over a week, I think, or maybe just about a week now. You know, So you've had, what, seven shots? And in a month, you'll have had 30 shots and each shot won't be such a big deal.
1: Right, and then, of course, I try to keep things very organized. I'm not a you know just kind of throw the insulin pen here and do this there, you know. I I I got myself <clears throat> two separate plastic takeout containers. One's white, one's black. The white one has my meal insulin, and the black one has my nighttime. And so it just helps me to stay organized and know <clears throat> where they are. They're you know in all in one place with the needles in there, the alcohol pads. And then I can pull the one out I need at a time. And it's easier for me to say, this is the one I need to use right now.
0: Well, I imagine that that organization is helping you grasp like the lifestyle change because it's just so formulaic. It's, you know, wake up, take, you know, take your shot for breakfast, eat your breakfast It's funny because it's so similar to the way I was when I was diagnosed. So maybe it's a genetic thing. I've told you how like formulaic I was with like you know these are the types of meals I want to eat every day. Like these are the things I'll eat for breakfast that are this amount of carbs. These are the things I'll eat for lunch that is this amount of carbs.
1: I at least understand the disease, and I have a way better grasp of the diet because I'm a dietitian. So I, you know, and but even I check and double check. But if I didn't have this background knowledge. I can imagine how hard it is to adjust to this. I mean, it's got to take a longer time for most people who are uh, diagnosed in adulthood because your eating patterns are set. I mean, they are set, you know, yeah, I've been eating the same way for 60 years. So, <laughs> you know, it's it's huge. People need to really reach out right away to find the good support system, whether it be healthcare professionals like a, a, a diabetic nurse that you can call or email, a dietitian that you can call or email, and then also uh, people in the type one community. If you've got groups, even through Facebook, just to make some kind of connection. Whereas I have you, your mother.
0: I'm curious how my mother's been. She hasn't really <laughs> told me.
1: No, your mother's been great. I think she was really, really sad when I got the diagnosis. She really didn't want me to have this. But she totally understands it. You know, she totally understands what I'm going through. And she tries not to be um, bugging me. Because, you know, right now I'm in this phase of I, I talk a lot to your uncle I talk, you know, I talk or text to you, and I talk to her. But some days I'm just like, okay, especially when I've had appointments, I'm like, okay, I can't talk anymore. And she's the only one who asked about your uncle and how he's doing. And I just saw that yesterday. I, I, what is it? A TD three is the support people. Is that type what they threes, call it? Yeah, type three, yeah, th- You know, yeah, Type so, three. So, so I showed that to your uncle. So, I mean, I think it's it's like any other. Um, disease or whatever, you know, when you have, you know, Alzheimer's or, you know, heart disease, I mean, the the spouse and the family have different things they have to deal with. So I think it's the same with diabetes, except it's a little more regimented. And so, and it changes so much in a daily life for everybody, but so far it's gone so good. So.
0: How do you, how do you think he's been taking it. Maybe this is a better question for him.
1: Uncle oh, Ken's in the other room. Uncle Ken is very good because he, by his career as a journalist, he listens when people are talking. And now he's um, helping me find, you know, read labels, understand how much I can have in a meal. We're learning a lot of stuff together. Sometimes I think it's draining if I talk too much. So I'm hoping now that I'm into the second week that's going to become less and less, you know, it's not going to become this huge thing that we're always talking about because it shouldn't be, but it's only been a week.
0: <laughs> so the big thing I think that happened in the past week is you started taking bolus insulin for meals.
1: Well, I, I, I saw the endocrinologist on Wednesday, my, you know, which I was lucky to get in so fast and she started me that night and, um, you know what i had already been giving myself for a couple of days the evening shot so i would say for the first two days it's kind of a uh, you know i have to do this every meal but then once you start doing it it's like okay you just do it you just have to do it and you do it uh, knowing that the shot doesn't hurt you know it's not yeah anything. was that the
0: hesitation were you just not like a needle person? I mean, I wasn't. I don't a particularly I don't particularly
1: first. like needles. I never liked like yeah. blood tests and stuff. And then I also realized if I can prick my finger so much
0: and that hurts more than the shots, right?
1: It, yeah, it doesn't. It I don't even really say it hurts. It's like just this little jolt. So, you know, it's not fun when you add and you think about how many times you're jabbing yourself in a day when you have to do all the insulin and the testing, but my hope is, you know, if I can move to the Dexcom, the glucose monitoring device, then I'm eliminating a lot of the the pricking. And then it'll just become the shot is a shot. You know, you just do it.
0: Th- that's the thing. People say like, oh, I can never give myself shots, you know, every day. You know, I can never do that. And they're like, what's what's the choice? Like, what's the alternative?
1: Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. You just find a way to wrap your head around it. And I still think once you do it, you know, maybe after a month, I won't even give it as much thought. I think now it's important to pay attention to how you do things because then that'll set up your regimen. Like I said, if I was just like putting the insulin down here or there, forgetting where I put it, doing that, that's not gonna do me any favors. At least, you know, I wanna be regimented so I know. This is this is the insulin I'm taking. This is the amount I'm taking. This is how I prep the pen. This is how I prep you know getting the shot. This I give the shot, and then I dispose of the needle. Very one two three four five done. Whatever. I don't think they teach you that though.
0: It's good that from week one you're establishing these like good habits that once they're established you'll like keep doing it. You know it's like you're you're doing it early enough so that you don't have to reinvent the wheel in six months or in a year, you know, when it's like, oh, I haven't, you know, I keep forgetting to take my, you know, shot, my dinner shot, you know, because I'm cooking dinner. And it's just once you you have that ingrained, uh, it's much harder to lose that than it is to learn it later.
1: Right. And then one other thing I wanted to say was uh, one of your friends reached out to me and sent me a little gift. So I just wanted to say, it's an interesting aspect to belong to a new tribe and a new community. <laughs> but, and, it, and, and you can look at it as being sad. It's a community many people wouldn't want to be in, but it's so re- refreshing to know that when you have this, there are a lot of people out there who want to take care of you and help you. So I just want to say you should always be open to people are more caring and more loving than we seem to get every day in our in our world. That's all we see is more of the bad. So that was the other thing I wanted to say.
0: What did she send you?
1: It was really lovely. She sent me um, a travel bag um, and then a little unicorn bag, which I did not understand what the unicorn was, but she explained it. Hitting the 100 mark is yeah, yeah. called catching a unicorn. And I thought, wow, <laughs> last week I hit 97. So I did pretty good at one of my <laughs> <That's pretty laughs> one close. of my meals. Yeah. I did pretty good for my first week. Um, a cute little unicorn sequenced bag as well, and then she filled it with star and some unicorn tattoos, um, little oh, mini boxes of raisins, which are she said are ten carbs a piece, and then a whole bunch of Starburst, which I think it's what four Starburst.
0: Yeah, each something like that. Yeah. yeah.
1: And then she sent me hand cream, sanitizer, a bath bomb, um, some hair clips to remind me to take, take care of myself, which I thought was also, oh. like I said, at this point, I have to take care of myself. So sometimes people, that's it, hard, especially, I think sometimes for women, because they're the caregivers. Mm. But I've really tried to just say, I have to take care, I have to do what I have to do to adjust and then also her was a reminder of life goes on take care of yourself do things for yourself don't let this become you which you've told me too and your mother's told me and I get it but sometimes that's hard to wrap your head around especially the first few weeks
0: knowing it and then living it are two different things
1: correct I know there's going to be days where it's going to be really bad I'm not going to be happy but I also know that tomorrow will be better, which is the way I've always kind of lived my life. Some days are just not so hot, but you just move on to the next day. The thing to recognize is if I'm overwhelmed, I need to call you or I need to call your mother or I need to, when I make start making more friends who have type 1, call them. So, you know, even if it's just me reaching out to somebody and say, hey, it's been a really crappy day, just hear them say, yeah, I hear you. It's crappy. And then it's okay. Then you know it's okay to say it's been a crappy day.
0: On the next episode of Thicker Than Water, Aunt Laura tries not to obsess too much about type 1 diabetes. Thicker Than Water is the production of BetaCell, and it's produced by me, Craig Stooping. A very special thanks to my Aunt Laura. I'm sad you're in this tribe, but I'm glad I get to help share this burden with you. Our amazing cover of Lean on Me is by the incredibly talented Nina Raganese. If you haven't yet, subscribe to BetaCell wherever you listen to podcasts to get all of our shows downloaded onto your listening device as soon as they're available. If you love Thicker Than Water or any of the beta cell shows, you can support us on Patreon. There you can get bonus clips as well as our brand new supporter-only show, Out of Range After Dark. On this week's episode, we talk about the overwhelming whiteness in the Type 1 online community. I'm Craig, and this is Thicker Than Water.